We sing our opening Welcome to worship. And might I say, and I don't normally do this at this service, uh, it's normally only for the 9.30 people who get to church on time. I give them an extra blessing to try and encourage them to turn up to that service on time, which about a quarter of that congregation comes to church on time. Uh, but extra blessing for coming uh, this morning. I um, pray God's uh, blessing and protection upon you. Uh, it is an uh, unusual world that we find ourselves in. Um, as we wake up this morning. Uh, we have um, made some conscious uh, decisions to make some changes to the way that we are gathering um, from this point on. Um, that is likely to change week to week, day to day, upon the advice that we receive. Uh, this morning, um, I don't think you will notice too much difference. Uh, the, the, the most... Um, a noticeable difference that we will make uh, this morning is in the distribution of communion. Um, we will only be distributing the bread uh, this morning, um, both gluten-free and um, gluten-inclusive bread will still be available. Um, the uh, recommended practice by a number of dioceses and a number of denominations, including the Catholic Church at the moment, uh, is that the priest will still consecrate the wine um, and only do a small amount, which the priest will consume, and the congregation will receive just the bread. Um, so I know it's a little bit pre-Reformation, uh, but uh, we, uh, we again are wanting to, um, I guess, the, 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 it seems to me to be the main 
um, focus at the moment is what they call flattening the curve, um, is, is to minimise the risks, to be able to conduct ourselves in, in ways uh, that slow down the spread um, of the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. So we think that that is um, both a perception risk as well as an actual risk to continue to offer the Common Cup. Um, we, we may be able to offer uh, wine in, in different ways in coming weeks, but at this stage, this is what we think is, is the best practice. Um, we uh, will not be uh, sharing the piece uh, this morning. We're encouraging people not to shake hands. Um, we, again, we might find creative ways of doing that in, in coming weeks. Um, we won't be uh, passing the collection bag. Uh, we're moving the offertory hymn to the final hymn and our welcomers will be at the door eyeballing you on the way out to make sure that you are giving uh, as God is calling you and <laughs> leading you to. Uh, I would say that it's probably a good time to remind people that um, one of the most effective ways of giving in church life is uh, via direct uh, transfer um, and online platforms. Uh, it's certainly the, the, the process that our family adopts um, because I'm likely to forget um, week to week. I know my wife is much better at remembering than I am, uh, but uh, we would encourage people to explore that um, if that uh, is, is helpful to you at this time. And the other thing uh, that we want people to be conscious of uh, this morning is we will still be offering tea and coffee. Um, those people who are serving it are, uh, will be taking appropriate precautions. Uh, but we won't be offering open f uh, plates of food, um, uh, which again is uh, on advice and be best practice. Um, but we're here. God's with us. Uh, Holy Spirit's working in and through us. And uh, we should uh, be aware that uh, we are, while we are able to gather, there are many uh, places around the world and even around this suburb that aren't gathering this morning. So. Uh, we should be thankful uh, that uh, we can do this in this way this morning. We have some more announcements after all of that. Hi, and welcome to church. First off, the op shop at McCary Street is in need of a, someone to serve on a Thursday afternoon. So if you'd like to do that, please contact the office. We have the change of a time of the Tuesday night Bible study. So if you go to that here at the church, that's now at 6.45 till 8 p.m. Centre of Stillness is happening tonight here at the church. Arrive at 5.50 for a 6 p.m. start, and that's a time of quiet prayer and reflection. Also, the men's breakfast is coming up on the 21st at 8 a.m., and uh, the speaker will be Dr. Bob Jarrett. Also, the playground launch is finally happening, and it's happening today after the 9.30 service. Please come along. Also, the unavailability chart is out in the foyer. Please fill that out so we can get all of our rosters done, uh, including some of the things over Easter. So we really need that as soon as we possibly can. Also, expressing your interest for serving at our extra Easter services. Have a look in the foyer, and there will be days where you can put your name against uh, to possibly help out. So put it, put it down, we'll be in contact and uh, we're needing lots of extra people to help serve at our uh, extra Easter services. Also, the BCA boxes are ready for collection, so please start to bring them along on a Sunday and put them on the care desk. And also, um, don't forget to fill out a care card, which is located in front of you on the way out of church or in the foyer. That's how we stay connected, particularly if you're new, that's how you know what is going 
on here. And you can put prayer or practical help on there as well. And we follow that up every Monday. Thanks. Uh, can I again emphasize um, your contact details? Um, there may come a time uh, where we need to communicate quickly with everybody um, and stay in touch with everybody. So if, you, if, we, if you're not getting our emails, make sure that we've got your email address um, and um, we are thinking of ways that we might be able to stay connected um, should we need to. But God provides his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Blessed be God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. for the third Sunday of Lent. O God, the fountain of life to a humanity parched with thirst, you offer the living water that springs from the rock, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Stir up within your people the gift of your spirit that we may profess our faith with freshness and announce with joy the wonder of your love. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Would you please be seated for our Bible readings? I'm reading according to the book of Exodus, chapter 17, beginning at the first verse. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of Israelites journeyed by stages, as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They're almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. 
Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and the water will come out of it so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massah and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Hear the word of the Lord. We will read alternate verses from Psalm 95. O come, let us sing out to the Lord. Let us shout in triumph to the rock of our salvation. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. The sea is his and he made it. His hands molded dry land. For he is the Lord our God. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. A reading according to Paul's letter to the first Corinthians, to the first Christians in Rome, chapter 5, beginning at the first verse. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to his grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we, still, uh, we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, Though perhaps a good person, someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then, now that we have been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, which much more surely, having been reconciled, we will be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Hear the word of God, of the Lord.
reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 15, beginning at the 10th verse. Then he called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, You know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said. And he answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. And he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see what, that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May what I share be in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you please be seated? Well, during Lent, uh, we are working uh, through Matthew's Gospel with a particular focus on what Jesus taught between the mountains. Much of the best-known teaching of Jesus is centered on the Sermon on the Mount, the Mount of Transfiguration, and, of course, Calvary. But... There is so much depth in, and richness in the, the passages that we can explore where Jesus t- teaches amongst the ordinariness, amongst our journey and in the confusion of everyday lives. I mentioned last week that I've had to think ahead to pick the passages uh, for last week, this week and next week. Um, and my two main criteria were What is going to lead us towards the cross and the resurrection? But also, just for my own personal interest, what are the passages that I might not have preached on or paid enough attention to? And I've never preached on this particular passage, so I was excited to tackle it. The context of this passage comes with the encounter with the scribes and Pharisees about tradition. I might have, on the odd occasion, had animated conversations with one or two people, maybe sometimes bishops, about tradition in our particular denomination. What I did not realise when I picked this passage would be how topical it would be over this weekend. The catalyst for Jesus' teaching is the accusation by the scribes and the Pharisees that the disciples had not washed their hands properly. 
You'll hear me say words like this a number of times in different ways this year. But when we are reading scripture, context matters. Without understanding the world in which these words are spoken and the background behind it, you can get a very different conclusion to what was originally intended. And that can be a big problem if we're trying to discern both the truth for our time and the truth for all time. It would be easy to read today's passage and its preceding 10 verses and think that Jesus is saying it's okay to eat what you want and not to wash your hands. It's what's in our hearts and what we say that matters most. Let me be clear. This is not what this passage is saying. I firmly believe that if we are asking ourselves what would Jesus do in today's COVID-19 world, then we would find Jesus alongside the marginalised and the suffering, but ensuring that he did everything that he could to keep them safe and make them feel safe. The hand-washing that is referred to in the preceding section of this chapter actually has nothing to do with hygiene. It wasn't even an Old Testament law or requirement. It had been a tradition developed by the decentralization of worship away from the temple with a view to identifying who was clean in terms of holiness. As people washed their hands, they would recite a prayer. And there was a sense that all the unclean people they'd been around would be washed off. And they were seen as not only acceptable before God, but seen as holy, preferred, and set apart. After calling out the hypocritical behaviour of the scribes and Pharisees, Jesus turns to the crowd and begins to teach them about holiness as God intended. The subheading in my Bible for these 10 verses are things that defile. Defile is a word that we don't often use in our common vernacular. It's very strong and it's a very emotive word, although I wouldn't be surprised if it came back into circulation, particularly if somebody was to cough upon you and you would say, you have defiled me, sir. But the word for defile, koinio, was usually used in the context of a religious ceremony and also means a word that we've come across more commonly through scripture, unclean. In the world of Jesus' time, if you were unclean, you were not included. You're in self-isolation. One of the principal ways of inclusion in a Jewish community was around the meal table. If you read the middle part of the Acts of the Apostles, you get a sense for how much of a challenge it was for the early church to get Christians who came from a Jewish background to eat with Christians who came from a Gentile background. The solution was one of the first ever church council meetings known as the Jerusalem Council. And in a nutshell, the outcome was to remove all the barriers that would prevent Christians from sitting down together. The only thing 
that they required Gentile Christians to do was the types of things that would prevent them from sitting down together from a cultural perspective. But these things were probably not very helpful behaviour from anybody who followed Jesus anyway. In today's teaching, Jesus is telling the crowd and the scribes and the Pharisees, if they'll actually bother to listen, that it's not our superficial actions that make us clean, make us holy and included in the kingdom of God. It is our hearts. Jesus adds the point that it's often what comes out of our mouths that reflects what's in our hearts. We've all got good hearts, right? It's nice to understand the historical context, but we don't really need to go any further. If we're good, it's all good. But wait. Jesus gives us a list. From out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness and slander. I wonder, I'm not going to ask you to put up your hands, but how do you go with this list? Which can you cross off as not applying to you? I think most of us, I hope, would give ourselves an easy pass mark. Being around church life my whole life, I'm not sure anybody can give themselves a pass mark to false witness and slander. Seems to be quite common in church life. But um, this isn't that type of list. And its intention isn't to give us an easy pass mark. These type of representative lists appear in other parts of the Bible. And when we encounter them, it's tempting to say, well, at least we haven't done all of those things, or I haven't done any of those things, so I'm all good. When I was in theological college, a prison chaplain came to talk to us about prison's ministry. He said something that really shocked me at first, but then when I thought about it, it really opened up my heart and mind. He said, it wasn't until I could identify the potential murderer in me that I could truly minister to the murderers in the prison. We may not be able to check everything off that list and thank God that we can't. But within each of us is the potential to be so self-focused, so self-absorbed, to be vengeful, manipulative and sinful, then even if we haven't done anything on that list, we could create our own separate list of all the things that we have done wrong, our faults, our failings and our brokenness. But when we have things go wrong or even when we do things wrong in our life, our first reaction often seems to be to blame. Blame something outside of ourselves, whether it be other people, the environment, external factors, even the devil. While I do believe in evil within our world, 
I also know that I blame a whole lot of people and factors for things that are my own shortcomings and my own sinfulness. The scribes and the Pharisees believed that the source of sin was external. And you just needed to wash them off to be right with God. Jesus says that the source of our sin is inside us. The problem is our heart. And this is what we need to be constantly working on for us to strive for holiness. There's a new expression that seems to have emerged. I'm sure it's probably come from our friends in in America. People say, oh my heart, normally grasping their hearts. When something that touches us or moves us, it seems to be the appropriate thing to say these days, oh my heart. While I'm normally sceptical of jargon, particularly the Americanization of our jargon, I actually quite like this expression. It reminds me that what moves us to respond comes from an internal conviction, from an internal decision, or from an emotion that is not generated from within ourselves, about ourselves, but instead is inspired by another for the purposes of another. We live in interesting times. Each day seems to bring new challenges and new considerations about the practicalities and possibilities of how we gather together as Christians and call ourselves church. This weekend, our good friends at New Life Church have cancelled all of their services and are instead live-streaming a service. At the moment, we are preparing to continue on as we are, but with the real possibility that our small changes this week may turn into more significant changes in the days, weeks, and maybe months to come. I remember after the Christchurch earthquake, when all but one of the local churches were destroyed, a very wise Anglican priest uh, from the only church left usable in the wider Christchurch area, who happened to be the brother of the priest in the neighbouring parish uh, to me in Newcastle, said these words, I wonder what the church will look like when it has no buildings. Well, today I ask myself the question, I wonder what the church will look like if it cannot gather. I pray that today's reminder will give us hope that the first place we need to start is our own heart. I pray that those who see the church in action in the coming days, weeks and months might exclaim, oh my heart, because we have purposefully and prayerfully considered our own hearts and that what comes from our mouths and what is represented through our actions is holy because God is at work in and through our hearts. Amen.
Loving God, you created us and gave us imaginations as well as free will. Hear the prayers that we offer you today. Listen to our thanksgiving for the love you show us and help us with those things that bring worry and concern. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy God, give us eyes to recognise, as Jesus did at Jacob's well, the true spiritual thirst in the people around us. Help us all to respond to those spiritual needs through our worship, our outreach and our social activities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Creator God, your son Jesus crossed territorial boundaries and ignored social taboos throughout his ministry. Give us the courage to make a stand in situations where women in particular have suffered because what should have been uncovered is left covered up, where they've been humiliated and downtrodden and dare not to tell, and where they have been physically mistreated and cannot tell. We particularly pray for those women in the world who, have, who still have to do things that we take for granted, such as collecting water, many covering long distances in the same way that the Samaritan woman did. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father God, we see in the Samaritan woman someone who had lived with more than one partner. We pray for those we know within our families or community who are coping with difficult or changing family relationships. We pray for children caught in a family breakdown with all the worry and upset that it might bring to young and unprepared lives and for their parents who are struggling to make the right choices for those they love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, we pray for the many people who've contracted the coronavirus in China, Italy and all other parts of the world. Bring comfort to those grieving loved ones who have died and peace to those who are worried, fearful and uncertain as the virus spreads. We also pray for governments and authorities who are developing strategies to contain and deal with the virus and those in the health services who may be taking risks with their own lives to care for sick patients. Help us to be responsible in the things that we do in our lives to prevent the spread of the virus by taking heed of the recommended precautions and avoiding situations which may make things worse. Jesus Christ, you travelled through towns and villages curing every disease and illness. At your command, the sick were made well. Come to our aid now in the, midst of this in the midst of the global spread of the coronavirus that we may experience your healing love. Heavenly Father and Lord of life, we pray for the gift of courage to face up to and cope with illness. We pray for it for ourselves and for those on our long-term prayer list as we also pray now for Linda, Di, Jeff, Debbie, Stephen and Teresa, Jeff and Marie, Barbara, Graham, Roz, Danny and Max. 
We also pray for Margaret and Arthur Lund, Michael Russell, Gary Mead, Gloria Rosalie, Deborah, Mitchell Duke, and we pray for the Hughes family following the death of Sally in the car accident recently here on the Gold Coast. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, we commend into your hands those who've departed this life. You gave them breath and loved them through their journey of life. Receive them now at the end of that journey into your eternal presence and may they rest in everlasting peace. We pray for the souls of those who have been taken through the coronavirus, for the families that pray for them, and we also pray for the soul of Sally Hughes that she may rest with you in heaven this day. We pray also for those whose anniversaries fall about this time, that you will bless them and their families. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Everlasting God, in so many ways you've taught us that you alone can be trusted, even when it might seem that you are far away from us. Help us to remember this fact and feel your loving presence as we go from this time of worship and return to our everyday lives, walking obediently in the light of your truth in all that we do this and every day. Almighty God, you have heard, you have promised to hear our prayers. Grant that what we have asked in faith, we may by your grace receive through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Would you please stand for our next hymn? Oh, no, we don't. Let's stay standing for the um, confession. Compassion and forgiveness belong to the Lord, our God, though we have rebelled and wandered far off. Let us then ask for mercy, confessing our sins in penitence and faith. Merciful God, our maker and our judge, we have sinned against you in thought, word and deed, and in what we have failed to do. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. We repent and are sorry for all our sins. Father, forgive us. Strengthen us to love and obey you in newness of life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who has promised forgiveness to all who turn to him in faith, pardon you and set you free from all your sins, strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have these gifts to share. Accept and use our offerings for your glory and for the service of your kingdom. Blessed be God forever. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. You may be seated. All glory and honour be yours always and everywhere, mighty Creator, ever-living God. We give you thanks and praise for your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who by the power of your Spirit was born of Mary and lives as one of us. He was tempted in every way as we are, yet he did not sin. By his death on the cross and rising to new life, he offered the one true sacrifice for sin and obtained an eternal deliverance for his people. By his grace, we are able to triumph over every evil and to walk in the way of his love. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name forever praising you and singing. Now we thank you for these gifts of bread and wine. May we who receive them, as Jesus said, share his body and his blood. On the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. When he had given you thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He shared the cup with them and said, This is my blood poured out so that sins may be forgiven. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. have gathered us together to feed on Christ and to remember all that he has done for us. Fill us with your spirit that we may follow Jesus in all we do and say, working for justice and bringing your peace to this world that you have made. Accept our prayers through Jesus Christ our Lord. Our Saviour Christ has taught us we are confident to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial 
and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. We who are many are one body, for we all share in the one bread. Come, all is ready. These are holy things for you, God's holy people. Uh, If you are more comfortable to remain and reflect in your seats, you are very welcome to do so this morning.
God of mercy, may we who have shared in this holy meal know your forgiveness in our lives. Bring your reconciliation to others and be a sign of your wholeness in this broken world. Most loving God, you send us into the world you love. Give us grace to go thankfully and with courage in the power of your spirit. Would you please stand? God of mercy, may we who have shared in this holy meal know your forgiveness in our lives, bring reconciliation to others, and be a sign of your wholeness in this broken world. And the blessing of God Almighty the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit rest upon you and remain with you this day and always. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Just a reminder that uh, this will be our offertory hymn uh, and the offertory will be collected on your way out of church.